0: Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Hope your Thursday's going great. Amy Taylor's in for Sandy Max this afternoon. Greg Matzik is here. Debbie Laziga's is here. Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. And we've got our eyes on several stories today. This is the Three. three, three. At 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. All right, Amy, where do we start?
1: A group of Republican lawmakers are working to build support for a Wisconsin medical cannabis bill that could win bipartisan backing.
0: That's right. The Speaker, Robin Voss, says he has been uh, secretly working with Republicans on a program that could be enacted into law later this year. He told the Associated Press that he hopes to introduce the bill this fall. The bigger question mark is in the Senate where we have not yet, Wisconsinites had enough votes to make this thing law, and Senate Republicans are noncommittal. Wisconsin remains an outlier. There are 38 states, 38 that allow for medical marijuana, 21 that allow for recreational marijuana. We will see where this goes.
1: It'll be interesting to see if we actually get movement on that. Also yep. in the news today, the world learned a new synonym for explosion after this morning's SpaceX launch. Well, if you're just joining us, Starship just
0: experienced what we call a rapid unscheduled disassembly Oh, my God, that is hilarious.
1: That's my favorite new buzzword. So the rocket
0: explodes, and it's an unscheduled disassembly
1: up there at 24.2 miles into orbit. Actually, what they're trying to accomplish is pretty incredible by by getting this rocket up into Mars and the moon to take people and things up there. Please. (laughs) But this is a rapid disassembly. This is a
0: disaster. (laughs) And Elon Musk actually thinks he's going to put people on rockets? No, Um, thank you. I don't want to be the one. I'd rather stick my head in a 400-degree oven. (laughs) and get on an Elon Musk rocket that's it. We can arrange
1: crazy. that. We have we have <laughs> other big news today. Imagine getting a call about a bobcat being trapped in a car gr- grill. Well, that's what the Portage County Sheriff's office was tasked with handling Tuesday night.
2: Yep. This is a big one too.
0: So on our video feed, you can see that video right now. It's a bobcat. A lady says she's driving down the road, and she hits something, isn't sure what it is, gets out, looks at the front of her car, and a bobcat, an adult bobcat, is in the grill, like embedded in there, but on the inside, uninjured, and she calls the dispatch and says, Um, I have a bobcat in my car, and they come out and they remove the bobcat.
1: I mean, talk about problem solving. These guys had to, and women, had to attack this Uh problem. Well, How do you get a bobcat out of the grill of the car? They did it. Amazing. It was amazing to watch them flip this thing into the back of another truck on the end of a stick. Yeah. Bobcat on a stick at the fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you deep fry that? Right. So if you want to see it, go to the WTMJ Instagram page. Check out the WTMJ Instagram and you can see this Bobcat removal. It's pretty incredible stuff. It's
1: worth looking at. It
0: sure is. And if you want to follow the show, we are now live on the WTMJ YouTube or you can go to WTMJ.com and press the watch live button and you can see the show. The video cameras are fired up and you can. And check it all out. That is the three at three. So last night the Bucks even up the series against the Heat, one game apiece. A nice victory at Pfizer Forum. An explosive second quarter. They hang on in the end. One of the things I noticed, I was at the game last night. Greg, I know you were at the game last night. Is that the new minority owner of the Bucks, Jimmy Haslam? Was at the game as well. And he actually did a QA with a couple of outlets only. And one of them was the Milwaukee Business Journal, where I read about the conversation he had. He's the new minority owner of the Bucks. I shouldn't say minority owner. There are three primary owners of the Bucks. Now he's one of those three. Uh, he has experience in ownership, minority owner of the Steelers, now owner of the Cleveland Browns, the Columbus Crew. He says what's different with the Bucks is that on those franchises, he came in and they were in a bit of a mess. And he had to rebuild. There was not a lot of success on the court and on the field. And in the building, there wasn't as well. Buck's a much different situation. It was interesting to see him there. And he was there for a really energetic night. I was The energy in the building was
2: great. It was spectacular. You shoot 60% from three in the first half, and you're likely to have that level of energy raised. 81 points in the first half without Giannis. That was impressive. Yeah, No team was going to beat the Bucks last night doing what they did, so I, I would look at last night as a, a bit of an anomaly, because I, just the volume of threes made, 25, that, that ties an NBA playoff record, so you know you're not going to see that night in and night out, but it does give you an idea of the ceiling the Bucks have and the depth that they have without their best player on the floor. Yeah, it was impressive. It
1: had to be so thrilling, right, to get all those threes. I didn't see it, but I, I've i been you know interviewing my sources in yes, the sports <laughs> department here. And just to have all those threes had to
2: be like such a rush.
0: The building was rocking. And it was a white towel night, so they give everybody a towel when they get in there. And when things are really hopping, everybody's waving the towel. It was just a magic atmosphere.
2: I, really cool. So you're right. I mean, you, you own the Browns long enough, and you're probably pining for something yep. like this, where it's a, a legit championship contending it's team. It's
1: more fun to win. Yeah, absolutely. You got that right. Absolutely.
2: So. So I, my big wonder in the whole deal is what will Jimmy Haslam's role be and how are they going to divide duties? So one of the interesting things Counting about his money, I, right? Right. <laughs> it's kind of what they all do. right? They're, right. they're all billionaires. So yeah. and they all have egos. But uh, but, you know, Wes Eden's and Mark Lassery. I, I don't think they saw eye to eye very often. And they also had a very interesting business agreement where Wes was the guy kind of in charge and and the, and the vocal business. Uh, Minority owner or majority owner, and then after a couple of years, it went the opposite way to, to Mark Lazary. So I, I don't know what level of of involvement Jimmy Haslam is going to have yeah. and at what point. I don't know how they're dividing duties, I guess, is a good way to put
0: it. It will be interesting to watch that, that is for sure. So I was walking into the game last night, and I parked here at our parking structure, which is, I don't know, it's like four blocks from Pfizer Forum. So I was walking down there, and as I walk in, you get into Deer District, and there's people everywhere. And I noticed a guy standing right in the middle of Deer District, and he's wearing a Brett Favre Jets jersey. He's going into the game wearing a Brett Favre Jets jersey.
1: Immediately, and, you're thinking, ew. Uh,
0: well, I'm thinking, yeah, what's this guy's deal? Right. And he's just, like, yelling, and he's by himself. That's right, Favre went to the Jets. That's right, Rogers <laughs> is going to the
1: Jets. Woo, woo, woo. Thanks go for Jets, the information. Go Jets.
0: He's pointing at the Jets on his chest. and he's. <laughs> okay, it was the strangest. It's really strange.
1: Obviously, this person wants attention, right?
0: Yeah, or they have a mental health issue or both. Could be. Do you
1: think he was drunk?
0: I don't think so. Yeah. And he also didn't have a noticeable, and we never know anybody's mental health, but there was nothing in outside appearances that indicated anything other than he was loud.
1: You didn't like the fact that he was in a jersey?
0: Well, I thought it was very odd. I always think this is very odd. When people wear off-sport jerseys to games, like you go to a Brewers game and you have a Packers jersey yeah, on, right, or you come to a Bucks same, game, right. and why,
1: you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Well, this is not hockey, it's basketball or whatever. But
2: can, my, I, can I broaden it even more? Yeah. Why are you wearing your jersey if you're an adult? <laughs> I don't get that either. I, I never understood this. Why right? do you guys do that? I, I don't own a jersey. It just doesn't make sense. So- Thank you. I show support for your team. We
1: women want to know, though. They used to have jersey days at high schools. Get a hoodie. Yeah. And a nice hat. I think it's cute for high schoolers, but not for, I mean, grown men. I think I the last know. time I owned a
2: jersey was like a David Robinson jersey in seventh grade because I like the Spurs.
1: Do you guys think of it as something like that immature people do?
2: Like- uh, I don't want to be that
0: judgy, because I never judge anybody. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: I, 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 I think what, it's odd. I, I am out on adults wearing jerseys. Well, it here's what I'm more out on. Here's Why? what I'm more out on. Why is it strange? You buy a jersey, and you put your own name on the back. Well,
2: that's a strange also.
0: So you show up at, at American Family right. Field, and I'm you got John number Mercure. 23 on, and i got Pisanorski on the back of my yeah. jersey. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like-
1: it seems a little like you need. Uh, you're really identifying with your team. I think that's what it is. It's like the ultimate fan. No? Uh, you guys think it's dorky.
0: I think it's weird. It's weird. <laughs>
1: I, I think, think it's, it's kind of weird. I don't think it's attractive. Does your like, husband have a jersey? No. Well, he had one that a far jersey from years ago, like 100 years ago,
2: you know. But no, no. No, okay, no. So no.
1: no, no but he didn't wear it. It was for the kids. The okay, kids wore it. So, he, so he didn't wear a jersey. Oh, he would not. He would not yeah. at all. So
2: you, you touched on it, though. Would yeah. he, if you didn't think it was appealing or attractive?
1: He would not, no matter what. What okay. if you bought it for him? Um, no, it's never happening. Yeah. None of that is going down in our. So you our as a show.
2: female are also out on men wearing it, jerseys? I think it's
1: so not cool. Don't it get it. Why are you doing that? Because you know it's the, it seems like you're over identifying maybe or something. I don't know what. Someone you're on the doing. text
0: line with an interesting point: you can't wear a jersey unless you're younger than the player's jersey you're wearing. Okay, that's interesting. There I you think. go.
1: There you go. Well, I
0: passed that long ago. I'm older than the GMs <laughs> that's now. Over.
1: That's yeah, over. exactly
0: right. I mean, Cody Zeller played last night for the Heat, and I think he's like 50. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, right. So would give a
0: lot of leeway. I just don't understand it. I if mean, you... I
1: don't want to be mean. I really don't. But I'm gonna uh, explain I'm it gonna... for us. Right. Hit us
0: up on the talk text line. Right. The National Bank talking text line. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. why do you wear a jersey if you're over the age of 30 why are you wearing a jersey <laughs> why are we
1: putting it on a why do we put a, an age limit we think it seems young or something is that what it is like I, a, I a kid thing why is it okay? I, I can't it's,
2: put my finger on it either i just yeah. think it, i think i think it's odd i
1: don't think we're very nice that's i really just think it's wrong. dorky well, that could be yeah it's dorky right yeah. well, why i
0: i uh i i don't know right. i can't put my nerd factor
1: alert Right. I yeah. get
0: it. Well, there's not a lot of Jersey defenders on the text lines. So. Okay. 855-616-1620. What mm. jerseys do you own? Mm, yeah. Well, you own none. No, Don't I do I wear agree. an Don't Admiral's to...
3: jersey to the games. Oh. So. oh, somebody speaks. This is Debbie. Yes. Why? Why? Yes. To the games? Yes. I'm showing my I'm showing my, my, my Her support spirit. Her spirit. Besides well, the f- fact that it was a gift given to me by my husband, so it does say D-Law on the back.
0: Okay,
2: now see it if it's a for your husband. You get a little more leeway. No, John, you're showing leeway here because Debbie's a part of the program. No, you don't have <laughs> like this one. Bit. And I like Debbie. No, I, I. You know, now here's the difference, though. I think females wearing a jersey is different than males wearing a jersey, and I have no idea why. No, that's a bunch of bunk. I do. Why? Now, you're saying that because Debbie's on the no, show. No, I, I don't I don't think so. I'm just thinking back to when Greg no. was in his 20s. Like, I don't know, girl, well, girl, girl wearing a jersey? I think this kind of goes back to right, like, I mean, dating that. in
1: high school, though, when the guy would give the jersey and she would wear it kind of a thing.
0: No, you're straight. It is
3: oversized, so <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> I'm so, hockey
0: you and Brian could both get in there at the same time. <laughs> Take a picture if that happens. Send it to us. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. There is a tornado watch in effect until 8 o'clock for basically all of southeast Wisconsin. Wanted to bring in meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Niz, I guess what strikes all of us is you look at the radar now, and it's really Mm -hmm. pretty uneventful, but the conditions exist or will exist for that to change, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say in the next hour, things are going to start to really go downhill to our southwest. I'm looking at a line of severe thunderstorms that are in northwestern Illinois. And what those are going to, what's going to happen is, is basically the northern extent of that line is still south of the state line, but it's going to kind of zipper its way northward up to Beloit eventually maybe even Madison, and then start to sweep its way across southeastern Wisconsin. We have conditions that are very favorable, that we are at least going to see some thunderstorms, some severe weather, and yes, that chance is there uh, for us to see tornadoes. So right now,
0: uh, west of Rockford, kind of Freeport, the Galena area, if you're familiar with Illinois, is where the the activity
4: is. It'll move north and then kind of make its way east? Yeah, totally. So what... what you're looking at the line that's existing right now and you're probably thinking, Hey, well, that's probably just going to kind of clip us here in Southeastern Wisconsin. If anything, you know, it looks like it's making more of a line towards Chicago, but what we're going to see is uh, like an expansion of that line northward, uh, a trend that will probably happen very soon. If not already starting to happen uh, over the next hour, I would still put our time frame in Southeastern Wisconsin earlier. I mentioned between four and seven, um, I'd probably say most of us are looking at like five and seven now, maybe a little sooner for locations over towards Janesville and Beloit. But uh, Milwaukee area, uh, I would really have your guard up uh, ready to go between five and seven.
1: Hey, Brian, this is Amy. Do you think there'd be hey, any? Me. Hi. Do you think there'd be any chance of this affecting the drive home that can get kind of hairy sometimes? Are we talking about rain, too?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're looking at heavy downpours. We're looking at the potential for hail and also um, strong winds with these storms. So uh, if there's any listeners right now that are in the office and they have an option to head home uh, sooner than later, I would head out the door now uh, if you have that option. Now, some of you may be not having that luxury. So, again, just drive safely. Uh, but, uh, again, there is enough of a tornado threat. Um, there are many times where we have, you know, like a severe thunderstorm watch or, you know, and there's like a 2% chance of tornado. It's not even worth like me mentioning the word. Um, That's not the case. One thing that we got going on for us today is you may have noticed if you haven't stepped outside yet in the last hour, it has warmed up dramatically. A warm front has passed through. Whereas prior, yeah, totally. And prior Prior severe events that we've had this spring, we've kind of played this game of, is that warm front going to inch far enough north for us? Is that going to happen? Or or else it's going to look like the stuff is going to stay down towards the state line? Well, that warm front has cleared through most of southeastern Wisconsin, with the exception of maybe some North Shore communities still getting a lake breeze. But that part of the equation has already happened. And that's priming us up uh, for this
0: development. I mean, to have basically a five-hour tornado watch, that doesn't happen very often
4: yeah you know it but the thing is, once these move through, we're done. Um, so, like, that's that window that we're going to get with this one line of storms. It's not going to be a case where I think that we're going to get a redevelopment later on tonight or maybe like some training stuff going on. I, I think we're going to have this one little round of cluster of storms that moves through, and that's it. Uh, but it could be potent, guys. Um, I would say if, if everybody has the risk, so everybody have their guard up, have a way of getting warnings. Um, on your mobile device or uh, weather radio. Uh, but if I had to pick a spot that looks like it will have the greatest threat, I would probably go 94 and south through Waukesha and Walworth counties. Like, those are probably, that's probably, if I had a bullseye right now, that's where it would be. However, again, if you're as far north as Fond du Lac and Sheboygan, still, don't let your guard down. Again, I I do think those storms still could work their way up towards you guys as well.
0: All right, we'll keep our eye on it along with you, Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Thanks, Niz. Yep, thanks, guys. We are excited to be joined by the Travel Secretary, Ann Sayers, with us on WTMJ. And good afternoon. Thanks for being with us.
5: Good afternoon. So glad to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh, Ann. We love every topic you bring to us, but this one, supper clubs at the top of the list. What a tradition in our state.
5: I mean, who doesn't love a supper club?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And some supper clubs bring you something special, like live entertainment at Classics Restaurant and Lounge.
5: I know, this one's exciting. So at Classics Restaurant and Lounge, this is in Shawano County. You're invited to come for the food and stay for the music. The Shawano establishment is decked out in music memorabilia. They have electric guitars, photos of famous musicians hanging on the walls. On Friday and Saturday nights, you'll get to hear local musicians perform live on the restaurant stage. In terms of the menu, Classics Restaurant and Lounge keeps things, of course, classic. You can start the meal off with an appetizer like spinach and artichoke dips served with homemade t- tortilla chips or a bowl of baked french onion soup for the main meal choose between tenderloin burgers surf and turf combos or filling pasta entrees so much more and when you're in the area cruise around Shano county to discover hundreds of beautiful barn quilts these are colorfully painted panels that are made to look like quilt work and they're hung on barns and last fall they raised the 400th barn quilt installed in Shawnee County. Yeah, they're everywhere and they're gorgeous.
0: They are gorgeous. It's kind of a cool thing. You can bike in that area, which I've done, and you see mm-hmm. the quilts on the barns. It's really, really cool. Uh, what about Hayward? I think people need to spend more time in Hayward. It's a, such a cool part of our state.
5: I mean, I can't disagree, and the Ranch Supper Club is so fun. Mm-hmm. They have been treating visitors to Hayward um, to a classic experience since 1931. You're going to want to start your evening with an old-fashioned at one of the most unique bar tops in all of Wisconsin, and that's no joke. It was installed in the 60s, and the bar top comprises razor-thin-cut agates, jade, petrified wood, and other stones, wow. and then there's, like, lights underneath that illuminate mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's so cool. And fun fact... The Ranch Supper Club sold an all time record of 7,381 old fashions last year. Wow. So, that was without me at the
1: bar. <laughs> right. right. They can do better time. once I start going. <laughs> For sure. Right.
5: So, once you're seated at the table, you're going to want to move on to the relish tray crisp veggies, be- uh, cheese bread, herring. Not everyone has the herring, but that's key pickle slices, and you might as well order a delicious appetizer, too. For the main meal, the ranch serves signature steaks. These are individually hand-cut, seasoned with the house recipes, served with a sizzling platter. If you're craving seafood, the shrimp dinner is one of my favorites. Order it either broiled or in butter, lightly breaded, Um, and you can cap off the experience with an after-dinner drink by their beautiful fireplace. The Ranch Supper Club has been known for great food and honest drinks, and that reputation it lives on today. You got to experience it.
1: Yes. Travel Wisconsin Secretary Ann Sayers has given us the lowdown on some super supper clubs around the state, and there are some weekend specials and sweeping views at supper clubs in Calumet County.
5: This is a fun one. It's not far from Lake Bennebago. The Granary Supper Club welcomes patrons with made scratch meals in a relaxing environment. The Supper Club is in Sherwood, and it's been around for decades. It prides itself on the traditional weekend specials. On Friday nights, the Granary serves up crispy Canadian lake perch, along with fried or steamed haddock, and one of the best clam chowders in the area. Then on Saturdays with prime rib that's seasoned, marinated and then slow roasted until fork tender. Ooh. And just a few minutes away from the Supper Club is High Cliff State Park. One of our gems is on the shoreline of Lake Winnebago. And as the name implies, the park features gorgeous cliffs that overlook the lake. There's a 40-foot observation tower that elevates visitors for a sweeping view of Lake Winnebago and the Fox Cities. are off in the distance. And you consider climbing up in the evening after visiting the granary to capture the setting sun with loved ones. Doesn't that sound nice?
0: Oh my gosh, that's sounds amazing actually for more information <laughs> check out travelwisconsin.com she knows her way around a supper club she is a travel secretary <laughs> and sayers and thank you so much
5: thanks for having me
0: Always good to have Ann Sayers on the show. That is fun. You can check her out. Most of the time it's on Wednesdays, but we have Brewers Baseball then we will move it to Thursdays. That is what happened this week. Hey, something really cool is going on right now. It goes till 5 o'clock and a little asterisk, kind of a little longer. Debbie Laska has been involved with this. It involves the Brewers. It involves the Humane Society and you are out there today. Deb, what is going on?
3: Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It was the uh, Brewers Community Foundation drive through drive for charity. Cool. And we're out there collecting pet supplies for the- the wisconsin humane society now they have like five campuses all around the region and they're always looking for help for food uh soft treats toys blankets towels potty training pads all sorts of stuff and this is one of the best ways that we can everybody can just come together as a community to kind of help out with that the cool thing that i also saw was that they have what's called a uh, furry friends food pantry Uh uh-huh so for folks that are kind of down and out but they have pets They don't, the humane society doesn't want them to have to separate from their animals. So they want to help them out. So they have like bags of food, bags of kitty litter, treats, all sorts of stuff specifically for the community to come in if they need it.
0: That's awesome.
3: And that this is what, this is what this does. It fills that whole pantry up and it helps out the community that way as well. They have, so many great programs at the Humane Society as well. So I'm so happy that we're able to. So you're at out. the drive
0: this morning. Yep. It goes until five o'clock today. Yep. Um what was it like? What it's were It's really people... cool. It's
3: right outside Health Fair Field. And you uh-huh. know how that, that that U area that it's like a perfect yeah. U
5: turn. Like a drive-thru exactly. Kind of thing. literally
3: is yep. a drive-thru. Yeah. And it's super fast, super convenient. You just come by. Um if you get they they'll take money. We'd had a lot of money donors. Really? Actually, we had a lot of folks saying, Hey, I just heard you on the radio Excellent. talking about this and I'm driving by and I'm like, why don't I pull off? And and they just gave us it was awesome. That's really nice. And other people that were like, I went to go get some food for my dog. I decided I'm gonna get another bag, throw it in the back of the car, and off we go. And yeah. So it's super appreciated as well. The cool thing is also, after five o'clock, don't think you're out of it. You can come by to the homestand against the Red Sox and they will be collecting pet supplies throughout the entire homestand as well. Good
0: stuff. Debbie Lazaga, that is such a cool thing you're doing and that they're doing. Thank you so much for being part of that.